the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in, we'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Merry Christmas! Walking on a dream Making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. It's that time of year. The year's wrapping up, which means we start looking back and then we start looking forward on Wall Street. It's a discounting mechanism. That's what I do for a living. I talk about the future. Apple's going to sell a lot of phones. That's why Apple stock goes higher. But before we can go forward, we have to go backwards. Joining me now, Will Durst. <laughs> what, what, uh, yeah. what, what does that mean? That I'm, I'm looking backwards? I'm, I'm your expert? I'm backward looking? I have one comedian in per year. <laughs> you. Um, I'm not a big guest-driven kind of guy. I don't like having Wall Street people. I don't trust their opinions. I don't like having experts. I don't trust their opinions. Um, I have you. I have Tony on a regular basis, the mortgage guy. So Tony's joining us today. Morning. Back at 2017. A year ago, you and I, Will, were sitting here. You're a a famous comedian. You are a legend. Uh, You are uh, San Francisco stock through and through, so to speak. Uh, I moved here in uh, November of 79. So I've been in the Bay Area for, what, 38 years? Last year at this time we were talking, Trump had just got elected. He had just gotten sworn in. Well, he, was, he wasn't even sworn in at this point. No, no. The inauguration is on your top 10 list. You have a top 10 list that you come out with every single year. And we're going to go through some of the top stories of the year. The top comedic stories of the year. Not to be confused with the top 10 legitimate stories of the year. Because you'd have to include Vegas and the Sniper and Terrorism Acts. And trust me, for comedic purposes, not a match. Yeah, yeah. So, like, the, let's talk about Vegas real quick. Not let's not talk all about it real quick. Let's just say there's some some tragic moments in the United States where I just want to turn the news off 
And then you turn the news on and you get Trump. And it's this is a sad, sad statement. It's laugh out loud funny. It's been a laugh out loud funny year on how the president interacts with the media. Today. Today. What did he do today? Today, uh, he's talking about how he's going to make the FBI bigger and better. Uh, <laughs> the people that he hates. Uh, today, he said uh, that uh, the new tax bill is going to be a miracle for for the middle class, even though they don't get any of the money. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's every day. Every day, he just makes stuff up. I'm with you on that. And I always try to find the positive and the negative. I think it's positive that we have a president who's tweeting his thoughts. If in the future we have a president who can communicate as well, as effectively, as clearly, as transparently, I think it, that's the one big plus that I'm going to get out of this presidency. Has he set a precedent? Will every other president have to tweet now? Don't you think? No. Okay. That's fair enough. I think it's an aberration. I think, you know, he's everything that dribbles out of his m- mouth is... Uh, is a lot of it is just gibberish. He just makes stuff up. Now, this has been a year before we get to your top 10 list and before we start promoting your end of the year uh, big kiss off shows where you travel around the Bay Area, do a lot of comedic shows. It's a good way to end the year. Go out and take your sugar booger with you. Have a, have a good laugh. Enjoy. Um, before we get there, sexual assaults, Time Magazine's cover. It's not on your top 10 list, but no, it's, it's a top 10 story. It's not funny. All those, you know, the pendulum swing, it's it's swinging many ways right now. Uh, the, 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 the big one, the egregious mistake, I think, was Garrison Keillor, who touched a woman on her back while he was consoling her. And uh, he went skin to skin because she had a backless top on and he, she recoiled and he apologized and she accepted his apology and then her lawyer called and that's how he explained it and uh, he he quit he retired from um, Minnesota Public Radio and said I'm, that's it I'm 75 I'm too old to argue about this stuff and and I think there's been too much of a swing what's that mean well, the fact that people are coming forward and saying, you know, are not staying silent, the silence breakers, as Time Magazine calls them. But uh, I don't think Garrison Keillor meant any sort of sexual assault. I don't think George Herbert Walker Bush, who touched somebody's butt while they were taking a photo, I don't think he meant anything by it. Uh, although he's got that lousy joke. Uh, it's a pretty crazy pendulum, though, right? Like, you're married to Debbie Durst, one of the funniest women on the planet. Right. I'm sure she's run into some harassment issues in her life. Um, I think every woman we ever met, including our great-grandmother, has been groped or assaulted in some way or has to deal with constant uh, sexual innuendos, right. which are, aren't always very innuendo-ish. Uh, some might just be out and out. I, but we've seen it. We've seen other guys do it to people, and you kind of recoil, and you kind of, uh, oh, man, that's that's good. I actually got the, I lost a gig at a club because I, I didn't... I, I didn't say that was cute when some, when the club owner um, made a, a remark about a, one of the waitresses. And I said, oh, dude, that's not cool. And I never worked there again. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's been, I'll be honest with you, I have a little anxiety leaving this year. It's been a heavy year. That Vegas one got me because I was in my bed one night and I turned on Twitter. 
and Twitter tells the news way better than the news tells the news um, way faster. Maybe not as accurate, but that was that one unfolded crazy, crazy, fast, crazy, wicked. Not not good. But anyway, um, you got the end of the year shows, the big fat year in kiss off comedy shows. This is your 25th year. 25th silver anniversary. The fact that we're still doing it. You are it. getting old. Uh, <laughs> the fact that we can throw numbers like that around, I know. I think we've been, you and I have been doing this five years now. Has it been that long? I think it's five years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. It's my, it's my annual trek, my annual fight against the salmon, you know, going upstream, trying to get to Fremont at 6.30 in the morning. I only come to Fremont once a week. Four days a week, I'm at Cron, and one day a week, I'm at Fremont. Smart um, move. Yeah. So yeah. That's, a, that's a tough commute, man. Which one? G- getting here. Yo, yo, oh, for you, for sure. Yeah. That's, that's at least an hour 15? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, in my yeah, in my Model T. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Speaking of being old, <clears throat> not bought, that old. You bought an original Model T, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Much better than Model A. <laughs> That's funny. Um, okay, so your top ten stories, your top ten comedic events of the year, uh, top ten comedic news stories for 2017. Number ten, you have on the list. Let's start going through these. Sean Spicer. Yeah, because it started from day one, it, where he was forced to go out and claim that, uh, uh, you know, against uh, incredible evidence to the contrary, that that Donald Trump had the most well-attended inaugural in the history of ever. So we got about a minute left in this segment. Um, spokesman Sean Spicer says Trump's incoming cabinet will have diversity. Do you remember when he said that? He said, w- they'll be rich and richer. <laughs> Incredibly diverse. We have the wealthy and the prosperous and the well-to-do and the new money and the old money and the whole money. Yeah, yeah. A, he, lot, a lot of money. What is press secretary? He said, you know, the president's hands are much bigger than any other president's hands. Like, <laughs> Did he actually say that? No, I'm not going <laughs> to But I forgive him because he was great at the Emmys. I forgive him. He was fantastic. So a lot of people didn't like that. No, the normalization of Sean Spicer. So the big fat year in Kiss Off, you can find out more by going to willdurst.com, willdurst.com. I'll come up with some cities in the next segment. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Feed the world. Easily one of the worst Christmas songs of all time. <laughs> we all kind of remember where we were in life. You want to feed the world, but the song sucks. It's a downer at Christmas time when it's supposed to be an upper. When we're supposed to be eating our hams and turkeys and enjoying our families. We have to think about poor people that have no food. What's your What's your feast? Which beast? Um, Are you a turkey? I, I think a little bit of everything. Yeah. So a little bit of everything. A little turkey, a little ham. So my uh, wife was Filipino. Uh, she's half Filipino, quarter Fili- something. She's Filipino-ish, and so they're uh, they they did ham. And I'm I'm big Midwestern guy. I'm a mutt. I have no idea what I am because my dad was an orphan. My mom was an all-American cheese hound. So uh, we were turkey. So we have this fierce battle, this ham turkey battle every year. I just and we don't have kids. I like taking some time off. Your wife, very funny woman, Debbie Durst. Oh, she's very funny. 
we see you all the time when I'm watching San Francisco Giant games, you and your wife sitting near the field. You're like you're like royalty in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. I've clawed my way to the middle. <laughs> clawed your way to the middle. Nice job. <laughs> so people can find out more about your shows because I'm not going to do it enough service, but I'm going to replay this two or three more times over the holidays. so People right. will find it, mm-hmm. but they can go to Facebook mm-hmm. and search for Big Fat. We just learned during the commercial break. <laughs> don't search for Big Fat at Facebook. Search for Big Fat Year. Yeah. <laughs> big Fat will show you some tushies that are not sexy women. Sexy women. Big, big fat, fat, sexy, sexy women. women. Uh, <laughs> so you're going to be uh, your show start off, I think, December 26th, the day after Christmas, Hot Monk Tavern in Nevada. Then you're going to be jumping to Pleasanton, then Alameda. You're going to be bouncing around Vallejo, Walnut Creek, um, then San Jose. Much for more information. Much more information. San Jose for New Year's. And we do two shows. We do a six o'clock show and then we do a nine o'clock show. But the nine o'clock show does not go to midnight. It goes to 11. We're doing... Mountain Standard New Year so that people can get home in time if they don't want to be on the streets. Happy New Year! Now, when you say we, you're talking about you, Will Durst. You're talking about Johnny Steele. You're talking about Debbie Durst, Captain Syntex, Michael Bossier. You're talking about Maria Magalonia and much, much more. Arthur Goss. Yeah. Um, so and we it's, do, it's a crew. We do skits and sketches and stand-up all based on, on the year. Like, I think we're doing... Uh, Bob Dylan's Nobel Prize for Literature Acceptance Speech. I know we're doing that. And we're reprising something from the committee. Did, did he finally take up the, the Nobel Prize? He did. Okay, because I remember he, at first he, he was like, he's, he wasn't even going to acknowledge it. Right. Right. And he said it was a clerical error. <laughs> <laughs> Rosemary's boo-boo. Uh, yeah. Uh, so we just uh, do everything based on the year. We're, we're reprising a committee speech. Uh, 50 years ago, the committee did a, uh, a skit. Was it 50? Yeah. And it might have been earlier. It might have been 55. And it was based on the national anthem. And so we're, re, we're reprising uh, the committees a bit from uh, a long, long time ago. And then we have other skits. You know, I mean, we're doing one about uh, trying to get your tax refund. And uh, and everybody does stand up. And it's a good for, time. For me, it's been a very fertile year. I mean, there are some years that are good for uh, Obama was tough. I will I will be honest because there was no scandal. Remember, remember Fox News uh, one time yelled for three days that uh, Barack Obama wore a beige suit. I don't know if you remember that. That's that, not even funny. That it wasn't. It wasn't. And and Michelle Michelle had uh, bare shoulders at an event or something. And those were the scandals of the Obama era. It's funny because Fox had a tough time trying to figure out stuff to stick on Michelle Obama so that, you know, her thing was child obesity. And they're like, well, isn't she kind of fat? <laughs> and I'm like, that's a little inappropriate. Um, back and, to your, okay. and Melania's, Melania's uh, pet project is cyberbullying. Okay. Which is kind of ironic because her husband is public enemy number one on that scene. I'm with you on that. So we're going to get to Melania. We're going to get to what we have to get to. But we have your top 10 list. And we and we want to push people to uh, find a show at the end of the year. He's all over the Bay Area. You can go to Facebook, search for Big Fat Year. It's the Big Fat Year kiss off that he does that, uh, every year. And it's, it's, it's nice. It's nice. So number nine on your list of the top 10 comedic stories of the year. Rex Tillerson. He of ExxonMobil refuses to deny he called the president a moron. We have someone in the president's cabinet who called him the president a moron. 
That just opens itself to you. Like not, you said, just, not, like, just, that's not just a moron. An effing moron is what he called them. And, of course, you know, the FCC. <laughs> and if you did, uh, if you actually pronounced FCC, uh, yes, you would be fined uh, $350,000 or something. So, But um, the FCC says we cannot say the gerund that he used, the effing moron, uh, the active verb. Um, and, and you don't start out at effing moron. I mean, that's, that's a a final exclamatory heave, you know, after exhausting many other slanders like, uh, fool, toad, butt wipe, lizard stick, uh, idiot, pinhead, and then moron, and then effing moron. He's our secretary of state. And it's, it's amazing that he didn't get fired over this because we have a president who likes to quote unquote fire people. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got that whole thing. And Secretary, um, not Secretary, but um, Sarah Huckabee Sanders had to defend this whole process. And that's the craziest part about the year is like what's happened to the press secretary. Sean Spicer wasn't there for this one. No, no, Uh, he was already he had retired to spend more time lying to his family. And would you say that Rex Tillerson became the new hero to millions when he was the first person in the cabinet to say it like those cabinet meetings have to be tense. And, you know, you know why he, he called him that. Was because Trump, President Donald Trump, uh, expressed a desire uh, to raise our nuclear levels back to 1967 when we had 30,000 nuclear warheads instead of the 4,000 that we have now. And then someone at state had to explain to him, well, you know, these are uh, a higher yield and they're a little more limber and we're more nimble with this. And they actually had to explain and he just wanted the numbers. And that's what's good and bad. That's when that's when Tillerson went went off and just said and, and then Tillerson goes on the, the Sunday public affairs shows, you know, face the nation. Yeah. And he refused to deny that he had called the president a moron. And he said, I'm not going to play your games. <laughs> so so the, the CEO of Exxon has uh, more integrity. Which is pretty interesting because he also was quoted later in the year saying that sometimes he wants to curl up at a ball. <laughs> and you're like, that's our secretary of state. Sometimes he gets so panicked that he wants to curl up in a ball. And and Trump keeps trying to undercut him, you know, saying that, oh, it's, it's, it's talking to North Korea is a, is a fool's errand. And, and, you know, that's not what you want. You want to like a coordinated effort unless he's playing good cop, dumb cop. I don't know. It's pretty interesting, to say the least. Uh, they will be met with fire, fury and, frankly, power the likes of which this world has never seen before. That's kind of frightening. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's uh, Tillerson is the only guy keeping us from fighting with dogs for food. Which is pretty interesting. We'll get to North Korea a little bit later in the show. Yes, we will. But let's move on to number eight on your list. Which is? The inauguration. The inauguration. And how that turned out to be one of the top comedic stories of the year. Because he kept claiming that he had more people than ever attended another inaugural ever, even though there was photographic evidence that it wasn't. (laughs) When he put his hand on the Bible, are you surprised it didn't burst into flames? (laughs) (laughs) I heard one comic say, if you survey the crowd of the inauguration, it looks like what Walmart would vomit out. If Walmart could vomit, that's what it would look like. 
As for the president himself, uh, even the Bible he's supposed to put his hand on was just really a restraining order. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> That's funny. I'm going to use that. You can steal it. Yeah, yeah. So you can steal anything Repurpose. that I give to you. Repurpose. Ab- absolutely yeah, so, true. Yeah. So the whole inauguration, it was underattended. Um, I remember it was so underattended. They, they were having problems finding celebrities, right? And at one point in time, Trump said, Will, if you can find a big celebrity for me, I'll make you an ambassador. Like, he was, he was promising ambassadorships. <laughs> Small ambassadorships, you know, Angola, you know. I'd, 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 I'd do Liechtenstein. Do we have an ambassador to Liechtenstein? I probably would assume so. There's 193 countries. We don't have ambassadors to everyone, do we? I, I hope so. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. I, t- ask me about money. Ask me about my opinion on real estate. I have an opinion, but ambassadorship's not so much. I do have a question about money. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if this is apropos. Bring, bring it up. Um, would it be worth, I need a new car, and it, would okay. it be worth it for me to go to Germany and buy a BMW there because I can get a stick shift there. Okay. I can get a manual transmission there. You can't find manual transmissions over here. So would it be worth it for me to go over there Buy a car in euros, drive it around, and then spend 750 bucks to ship it back. I'm going to defer to Tony. Tony used to sell cars. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I sold BMWs, in fact. Uh, that was an, uh, a fantastic option for people. You actually save money by doing it, and you get two weeks in Europe, driving around on the Autobahn, for example. Yeah. Why two weeks? I think it, you, you had to own the car for two weeks or something like that before you can ship it back uh, and avoid the taxes or something. Right, I, think right. the, I think it actually pays for itself because of the tax the, the tax benefits. We had a lot of people do that. Oh, thank you, Tony. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I look into that. Does that you, work with used cars, too? I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so. It's been, it's been a while. I'm not sure I can afford a new BMW. <laughs> Mr. Fancy Will Durst and his big fat year in piss off. You I'm can, 65, man. I need an old man car. 12 cities, 13 shows, December 26th through January 7th. And then you typically go to Hawaii. You can find out more about the event by going to Facebook. <laughs> then you can find out more about the event by going to Facebook and search Big Fat Year. Don't search Big Fat Girls. <laughs> search Big Fat Year. Don't get in trouble with your wife, in my opinion. And you can also find them at willdurst.com. It's willdurst.com. And the fire is slowly dying. And my dear was The boys of the NYPD chorus away And the bells are ringing out for Christmas Day Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW Into the air, promoting... You taking your lady out, you taking your man out, whatever the situation is, to a comedy show at the end of the year. The holidays are stressful, and they only get more stressful as the years go on. Family members hate family members. Houses burn down. (laughs) It happens, right? Will Durst puts together... It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's awful. It's awful. Merry Christmas! What was that song? I don't what was know. the bumper the song? The Pogues. The Pogues. That was the Pogues Christmas song. <laughs> I think it's fair to say I hate the Pogues. <laughs> In the new Star Wars film, there's the Pogues. No, there's little rat thing, like the little <laughs> penguin-like creatures. Can I tell you the big, the big secret about the new Star Wars film? Yeah, yeah. Skywalker's dead. 
No. People didn't have to hear it. They didn't have to hear it. No. No. The whole time. Oh. He starts the film. Oh, wow. Famed political comic Will Durst here, spoiling Star Wars before it's even out. Um, you can find him at 12 cities, 13 shows, December 26th through January 7th. Literally 12 plus cities. He's going to be in Nevada, for instance, Pleasanton, California. Uh, Alameda on the 28th, on the 29th in Vallejo, also known as Vallejo, in Walnut Creek on December 30th, <laughs> December 31st. My favorite theater of all theaters, the Throckmorton Theater in Mill Valley, January 2nd, nothing. January 3rd, Martinez, California, January 4th. Now, this is where it gets kind of interesting for me. Sonoma, January 5th, Half Moon Bay, January 6th, Healdsburg, January 7th, back into San Francisco. You're doing two northern uh, you're doing some Marin shows and some Northern California shows. Santa Rosa Fires this year. Big story. Good time for people to get out and laugh, right? Well, especially in Healdsburg. <clears throat> they, they, were, they were very excited to have us because everything has been so, and a portion of the proceedings are, are going to go to uh, fire relief. So, so yeah, we're and, and Sonoma, the, the theater that we're doing in Sonoma is right on the square. And uh, people were evacuating like two blocks away from there. I work so. in television, and uh, my coworker was up in the hills of Napa, and the fire line stopped right about his house. He quit TV and moved to, to Flagstaff, Arizona. He's like, it'll never be the same area for me. Kind of sad. No. My in-law's house burned down to the ground. All the baby pictures, everything gone. Oh. And wait, wait, I'm actually happy about it because oh. <laughs> <laughs> Linda's closet was never going to Linda's closet was never going to get clean, <laughs> and now Linda's closet's gone. Oh, jeez. Which I'm, I'm okay with. So, um, But anyway, people can find out more information about all your shows and all your travels yes, over the yes. holiday period. Go yes, on yes. to willdurst.com. That's D-U-R-S-T dot com. Willdurst.com. Or go on Facebook and searching for Big Fat Year. And we had enough material this year for three or four two-hour shows. But we're only doing one. We're only doing one two-hour show. So, I mean, we're cherry-picking all the best material. And you're hitting all the Bay Area, which is impressive. Um, you, when I go back a long way, um, I remember telling Tony, who's sitting in with us today from BayAreaLensource.com, that um, I remember seeing you on Showtime like 40 years ago. Like, the fir- my first television experience. And it was funny because my dad, okay. my dad, uh, whenever he saw, whenever I told him that I was doing stand-up comedy, he would like shut down, you know, like a computer, like he had no idea what that meant or Blue anything. Screen. Yeah. And then I was on TV. I was on Showtime for the first time and someone taped it because they had Showtime and showed it to him on his VCR. And suddenly my dad's an expert. Oh, you came in fourth. You should have come in second. The, the guy guy who beat you out did cats and dogs. Everybody does cats and dogs. <laughs> my dad my dad suddenly became a show business expert. It was what is it? Funny. What is it about dads? Because I just heard Bono from you two talk about the first time he's like, his dad was never proud of him. And I'm going to go into an Irish list. Yeah, yeah. He goes, my, my, dad, my, my dad was never proud of me. And like, he, I brought him to a show in Austin once. And uh, I, I tell the crowd, ladies and gentlemen, my dad's in the audience tonight. And he, he, he puts a spotlight on his dad. And, uh, you know, he's like, he's so proud. He's, his dad is wildly proud of him, right? Like, he, this is his moment to say, like, this is my dad. He puts a spotlight on him. And his dad goes, F you! The whole crowd like, <laughs> screw you! And starts flicking everyone off. <laughs> that's my dad. That's my, that's my pa. 
Bono's dad. Like, I, I was doing a show one time in Milwaukee, so my dad got to come see me, and the show started at 8, and they opened the doors, because it was a bar, big bar, but with a stage, and it was a comedy club. It was a comedy. And my dad got there at 7 for an 8 o'clock show, so they he's the first guy there. He went dead front center. My, my father, and I didn't get there until, you know, like quarter to 8, you know, rolling. And I said, why'd you put him down there? He was the first guy. So my dad is uh, sitting there. My he had this, uh, you know, arms folded during the entire show, staring at the stage. And the middle act uh, was uh, finally said to him, "Sir, why, why, why don't you lighten up?" And my dad said, "Never mind about me. Just go on with your little skit." <laughs> <laughs> and the middle act, as the MC goes up and outros the middle act and intros me, middle act comes past me and says, "Boy, that guy's an a hole." And I went, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> So you put together a list of reveal. You do comedy all year round and you're thinking all the time. You're reading the papers all the time. Um, we've gone through some of your top stories of the year, top comedic stories. The inauguration was number eight. Um, also on the list was Rex Tillerson calling the president an effing moron. Um, number seven on your list, the president feuds with North Korea. Yeah, North Korea. Normally, imminent nuclear annihilation is not, you know, that amusing. But this time around, it was. Kim Jong-il-un now has a missile that we think might be able to hit parts of the United States, although it's probably embellished and photoshopped a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, we think its delivery system is a muskox, an emaciated muskox. You know, we are so close to nuclear war. All Kim Jong-il-un has to do. Where did you come up with that? All we have to do is have Kim Jong-il-un. Um, send a tweet saying Hillary won the popular vote <laughs> and we go to war. Like, it instantly happens, right? You can find Will Durst at willdurst.com. That's willdurst.com. Search Big Fat Year and kiss off. It is an amazing. Oh, that was your, you telling him that we're going to commercial? Oh, I see. It's a short break. Because he turned right away from me and went went to the screen. So I figured there must have been a signal or something. 12 cities, 13 shows, December 26th through January 7th. You can find out more by searching at Facebook, Big Fat Year. I'm Rob Black. Boys and girls again. Hear those sleigh bells jingle jangle. Oh, what a beautiful sight. So jump in bed and cover your head. I'm Rob Black. What a year. What a year. Every year we sit down with Will Durst at the end of the year. Until we don't. He comes in and he promotes. <laughs> Which could be any moment it now. could be any moment. <laughs> Ved Lee could die. Oh, so man. Can, so can Jesus. you. Yes. I was going to go on TV on Tuesday, but Ed Lee ruined it for me because Cron oh, decided, decided, like, that's a bigger story than me. I'm like, ding dong, the mayor's dead. I'm like, a little too soon, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, London Breed, though. She, I mean, she's not any more progressive than he was. I know nothing about San Francisco politics yeah. at this point in time. Aaron Peskin, I mean, he's a little left of Fidel. You know, he's the guy. Left yeah. of Fidel. Yeah, left of Fidel. Do we have any Castro sounders? <laughs> <laughs> I challenge you on that one, Mike. When he, when he tried out for the Washington Senators. Um, Facebook. Oh, there's Fidel. Chiming <laughs> in. A turkey? That's a dolphin. Oh, oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> That's a hyena. That's a Scooby-Doo. Oh, all right. So. That's not Scooby-Doo. It's Scooby-Doo. So.
Um, Facebook, search Big Fat Year in Kiss Off. Will Durst here. <laughs> I know, such a nice transition, huh? Will does uh, 12 cities, uh, 13 shows over 12 cities at the end of the year. At the end of the year, we all need to laugh because we've been hanging out with family from Thanksgiving to Christmas. Um, this year, I didn't even do Thanksgiving with the family. Like, uh, my family decided, like, no, it's too much. It's too much stress. <laughs> it's too much stress. Seriously. So, yeah, and I, I think Christmas is going to look kind of like that, too. Did you and Linda do a, a turkey? <laughs> Linda's the mother-in-law. Oh, the mother-in-law. And your wife's name? Uh, Shelly. Uh, Shelly. Did uh, you and Shelly do a turkey? Uh, did we do it? Yeah, she did. Yeah, she did. For the first time ever. And she's pushing 50. First time ever. And she cooked? Oh, that must have been exciting. Yeah, and my kids got to uh, pull the guts out of the turkey and stuff like that. No, so. but I mean, she did all the research and brining yeah. and, yeah. you know, the right turkey and stuff. That, that, that's fun to do. It was perfectly fine. And I told yeah, her, yeah. we could have gone to the Four Seasons and had better. <laughs> Which is not the right thing to say after <laughs> someone just spends eight hours in the kitchen. <laughs> She says, here's the divorce mediator's name. Um, so, Will Durst, you're going to be with Johnny Steele, Debbie Durst, your wife, Michael Bossier, uh, Mari Magaloni, uh, Arthur Gauss. You're going to do 13 shows in 12 cities to kind of get our minds off things. Uh, talk about your year in Big Fat Kiss Off. It's it, it's exciting because we never get to work with each other because we're all doing our own little things. So for this, we get together, we're rehearsing on Saturday, we've written the skits, and we're passing them around, and everybody's trying to improve them, and then we have to figure out the order, and it's a, it's a lot of fun. It's it's communal, uh, it's fraternal, we have, a, we have fun backstage, we have a, a big setup, uh, we bring our own coffee and cheese and sausage and all the cookies that everybody got for for the holidays and and we it's we ju we just talk it, it's 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 a company picnic and we tell jokes and that's that's what it is and it's a good way to end the year much better than the Al Franken groping holiday party <laughs> fair not a lot of mistletoe this year at uh, office holiday parties right unless it was uh, you know accompanied by a wire basket full of release forms do you know like the number one insurance right now is sexual assault. Really? Like for corporations. Corporations are now buying sexual assault uh, Ooh, nice. insurance. Thank you. Uh, are you. Have you, did you have a party here? You, um, did you go to any of the parties? I don't, I don't go to, it's, it's actually, yeah, yeah. it's actually yeah. today and I don't go. Yeah. So it's in Fremont. Uh, but uh, when you meet a woman, you're not a hugger, right? No, I'm not a hugger. You're not a hugger. I don't like touching people. So, yeah. Best day of my life was gas stations and introduce pay at the pump. Like, I don't like people. <laughs> I hate people. <laughs> I'm being serious. No, I was, like, yeah. Why go in line? I, and, I, no, I like them one on one, but when they start congregating in groups of more than two, that's when I. As a stand up comic, you must dislike after the show where people come up and stare at you and like they're three feet from your face and they want to touch you. My little uh, one man show that I do, it's called Durst Case Scenario. It's kind of an anti Trump screed. You know, I thought that this year would be bad for political comedy because usually the year after. The quadrennial, the presidential election, nobody wants to hear about politics. So, but this year has been very good. So, at the end, I hand out these little safety pins, and uh, this started in the United Kingdom after Brexit, where refugees and immigrants felt vulnerable, you know, out in public, you know, because they were getting hassled, like it happens over here, only concentrated as Great Britain is. So, people start wearing safety pins. To let uh, anybody who felt vulnerable know that they were a safe harbor and they were being hassled. So I hand out safety pins. And I'm such a progressive tool. I have, I have a safety pin, a paper clip, and a staple. 
Uh, but uh, so I hand out safety pins to everybody as they leave the show, and they like that. They like that personal touch. It's it's, and I don't have to shake their hands because I take a safety right. pin and I put it in every palm. So that's it's almost like you know a priest at the end, <laughs> you know, giving out a, a little benediction, and uh, the people really enjoy that interaction even though it's brief even though it's a second here's here's a medium-sized safety pin if you want a big one or a little one you can exchange them right here and it's there's something about it that uh it's it's why people want autographs they don't want an autograph they never see that autograph again they they put it in a drawer and there it lives but they want that personal contact because they want to know why that person that they saw on stage and paid money to see on stage why they're different and yet the same and they just they just want to see they just want to touch so it's no big deal so you have a list that people can go find online at willdurst.com they can find all your shows including a december 19th show what we haven't talked about with the durst case scenario which is going to be in san francisco but the big fat year end kiss off comedy shows it's 12 cities 13 shows it literally bounces all around the bay area um, more information at willdurst.com or hit Facebook and search for uh, Big Fat Comedy. Or and just Big Fat. No, don't do Big Fat. That's going to get trouble. Sexy women. Do you get Rob? What about you? That's Tony Mendez. What was your most memorable moment of the year? Let me think about that one. All right. I want to talk about your list. Number six on your list is Anthony Scaramucci. Wasn't he great? Ten wonderful days of greatness. It was. It, it was, was bliss. Yeah. You only lasted ten days. And it seems and and now <clears throat> it's not just ancient humor. You know, I mean it's 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 medieval. It's got a breastplate on it. I mean, he was there for ten days. He had that disastrous interview with a New York magazine where he said horrible things about Steve Bannon. Not that horrible things about Steve Bannon shouldn't be said, uh, but uh, Scaramucci was—he was a train wreck. It was—it was so exciting. The mooch is out. Let's go live to Rince Prince <laughs> and Sean Spicer for a reaction. Oh, they're out too. Yeah, that, they, uh, uh, Scaramucci came in to take off. Sean Spicer, because there was a feud there going on. How do you say his name? Is it Reince Priebus? Reince. Reince. Reince Priebus. I don't even take the time to get Yeah, from stuff. Wisconsin. Yeah. Easy come, That's easy. why I know. Let he who hasn't started a new job, divorce, cussed out his co-workers on TV and gotten fired in today's throw the first stone. Mm, that one dropped. That one bombed. So let he who hasn't started a new job, divorce, cussed out his co-workers on TV and gotten fired in 10 days throw the first stone. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Let he who hasn't. In 10 days, he started a job. He got divorced. He cussed out his co-workers. And he got fired all in 10 days. He got divorced? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, he, he hooked up with a Fox News uh, babe. <laughs> As they all are. <laughs> Except okay. for Kelly and I can't even. Kelly and President Kellyanne Conway? Yeah. Is that what you mean to say? The skinny, mean, blonde lady who looks like she was assembled out of defective Ikea parts. Find Will at WillDurst.com. It's WillDurst.com. Big, fat, year-end kiss-off comedy shows coming to your city. <laughs> Front. Christmas. 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 Christmas time, pretty baby. 
Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black. That's Mike Matthews on the board. We got Will Durst sitting in end of the year, promoting the hell out of his uh, big fat year end of Kiss Off comedy shows, 12 cities, 13 shows. Just to give you an idea of how hard this man works, hardest man working in comedy in the Bay Area, December 26th at Hot Monk Tavern, Novato. Uh, December 27th in Pleasanton, December 28th in Alameda. That'll be a fun show. Maybe uh, I'll meet up with Tony and go try to get some freebies um, and some swag. December 29th in Vallejo, also known as Vallejo. Walnut Creek, December 30th. What a milk toast town Walnut Creek is, but still love it. San Jose, December 31st, January 1st, Mill Valley, January 3rd, Martinez, January 4th, Sonoma, California, January 5th, year in Half Moon Bay, literally everywhere, January 6th in Healdsburg. That's a great little city. I've, oh, I've often the Raven Theater, one of the most beautiful theaters in Northern California. And I think there's so much upside in Healdsburg because there's an airport close by. It's cute. It's accessible. It's not the four hour drive to Tahoe, right. but it's a massive break. Um, it didn't burn down, which is kind of nice. Yeah. yeah. And they got <clears throat> they got that cute little uh, square there with all those great restaurants on it. Yeah. So you do might be a little frou-frou. A little frou-frou? A little frou-frou. A little bad. But that's yeah. not a, is that it's bad? Like, it's like St. Helena and Calistoga. You know, Calistoga is like a real town. You know, you show up. At that, I used to do a joke up there. And I say, yes, in uh, in Calistoga, you just show up. In St. Helena, you arrive. <laughs> Cute. That's about right. Yeah. So at the end of the year, you put together a list, and they can people can go find this. Sign up for your email list as well at willdurst.com. It's willdurst.com. They can find out about all the shows. But you put together top 10 comedic news stories of the year. We've gone through, obviously, Sean Spicer was was fun for us, uh, no doubt about it. You had the Secretary of State Rex Tillerson calling the president a moron. Um, and elsewhere on the list, you had North Korea and the story that that was. But now number five on the list, the Russian probes. Attorney General Jefferson. Oh, wait, wait. The one joke that I missed from the last one <clears throat> on Scaramucci. Between being canned this week, his wife filing for divorce last week. Scaramucci is one dead dog away from being a country music song. <laughs> <laughs> I spent three hours That's yesterday funny. trying to match wits with That's you. That's funny. One dead dog away from a country western song. <laughs> Lost his job, got divorced, yeah. And his truck broke down. We forgot his truck broke down. Yeah. His truck broke down? No, no, I just made that up. Russian probes, number five on the list. I'd even know. Jeff Sessions, obviously, Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live had a year, didn't they? Oh, you, my God. You had a yeah. year. Saturday yeah. Night Live had a year. She's great as uh, Jefferson Beauregard Sessions the third. <laughs> Kate, Kate McKinnon? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just get that tiny little head thing going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so why did he make the list on the Russian probes? Well, just because he actually said during a congressional investigation, one of the committees, he said that his his answers were different, but they hadn't changed. It's just that he remembered more now that there was evidence. And that's that's not a joke. That's what he said during his testimony, he is his. He remembered more now that there was evidence. He actually said the phrase, and this is the slickest thing I've ever heard. Because I have to figure out how to use this in life. I recuse myself from this investigation, but I will not recuse myself from these nachos. He loves nachos. <laughs> 
Don't we all? <laughs> Rob Black is funny. See, you could have been a comic. You would have been. You would have been the guy standing there, not laughing at your own stuff, just spewing this stuff out. Do you know? And this is. This is just I'm sharing with myself with the audience because I think I should do that on occasion because it's only fair if I'm going to sit there and say you're never going to retire you haven't saved enough money you're going to live in a trailer park <laughs> I had a crush on Dave Letterman like I used to remember not like a, a man crush like I used to have to stay up every night in high school to watch his show he was that goddamn funny to me like it was something that I had to do like it, it, into the, I think I stole some of his sense of humor. Very dry, very stoic, very stand back and laugh at yourself kind of thing. Um, but I miss he, him. He changed comedy. How so? I mean, up until him, there was Johnny Carson and Merv Griffin and all those talk show hosts who were who were kind of goofy. And, right. and he made it. He made it. Yeah. He he added vermouth, dry vermouth to the whole thing. And he stood apart. And he always had that ironic distance. He signed a deal to host a show on Netflix in 2018. He's going to do 10 interviews. And he's going to get something like $50 million for doing 10 interviews. <laughs> I want a show on Netflix. Which is more than he ever made as host of NBC, I think. So Jeff Beauregard Sessions. Jefferson Beauregard Sessions the third, which should be. It means that two other people were named Jefferson Beauregard Sessions. And that's that's a class D felony in itself. I'm with you on that one. Um, with that being said, he is the D.C. Hobbit, literally Southern, small and loony. Um, <laughs> we're going to miss this administration at some point in time. We're going to miss this administration. Some people will say not too not soon enough. But we're going to miss it. It's been it's it's loony. It's it's been what a feast for you this year. The problem is nobody has uh, any time. We don't have the attention span to be able to focus on one thing. And that's why he keeps throwing up bright, shiny objects. You know, he knows that the American people have the attention span of high-speed lint. So He's a showboat. He's a grandstander. Right. He said that about somebody else. Donald Trump called James Comey a showboat. You can't make stuff up like that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's Will Durst. Wow, that's got, a, that's got a nice resonance. <laughs> Uh, let's get a number four on your big list. Big comedic moments of the year. Donald Trump Jr., as you put it, the Fredo of the Trump crime family, going to make us all an offer we can't understand. Huh? What? Yeah? Huh? Yeah, he was. Uh, he really is a chip off the old block. He really is, isn't he? Do you remember him taking... He made a joke at Halloween this year. Like, it's, it's, it's interesting. Like, his father can tweet and people are like, whoa. And they kind of get it. But he tweets and he takes a picture of his daughter on Halloween and he basically is taking her candy away and he's going to give it to neighbors or homeless people and say, here's socialism. And he's trying to make this like great joke on why socialism isn't funny. And it's like your kid just begged strangers for candy, dude. You don't, you don't get it. Like it's a holiday. It was it's the best holiday ever when you're a kid. He said, I'm going to take half of Chloe's candy tonight and give it to some kid who sat at home. It's never too early to teach her about socialism. That just fell flat, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. So. Thank you, Don Jr. Well, especially, you know, the guy who's standing over dead elephants and lions and stuff. That's so sad. That's not. As I've gotten older, I don't want to see. And I understand that's that's the group that you grew up with. And that was like a part of the the. 
rite of uh, passage or whatever, and that's what everybody did when they had way too much money was they went to Africa and saw it as a game preserve for them, for rich people, and I totally understand that. But you got to remember that when you're running, when your dad's running for president, you're in a in a different market now. It is. It is the most wonderful time. <laughs> come see famed. Come see famed political comic Will Durst as he does his big fat year in kiss off comedy shows all around the Bay, December twenty sixth through January seventh. Um, bounce around from Alameda, Pleasanton, Nevada. You can find out more about the shows at willdurst.com, willdurst.com. It's easier on Facebook. Just search Big Fat Year. Kiss off. I'm Rob Black. With those holiday greetings and gay there'll be no more sorrow. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. What a year, what a year. Donald Trump Jr., Russian probe, Sean Spicer, Anthony Scaramucci, President Feuds with North Korea. That that would end the opioid crisis in America. (laughs) A nice nuclear blast. (laughs) Yeah, I keep, uh, every day without a mushroom cloud is a victory. So we have sitting in with us today, Will Durst That's and me. Tony Mendez. He's Hello. in here as well. You can find Will Durst at willdurst.com. He's going to be touring the Bay Area with 12 cities, 13 shows, December 26th through January 7th. Ending at Cobb's Comedy Club in San Francisco on January 7th. And we're taping that show. What are you taping it for? Uh, we're going to uh, make a DVD out of it and then sell it at next year's shows. Okay. Yeah. Now, you are a Bay Area legend, in my mind. Um, I've known you for... Not As known are you. I am. One of the top 10 financial uh, webcasts, uh, uh, according, podcast. to, podcast, podcast, according to U.S. News and World Report. You've heard. Yeah. yeah I'm kind of a big yeah. deal. Yeah, yeah. I'm That's, like, in a midget basketball league, I'm the five-foot-tall guy. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're a midget, technically, if you're four-foot-ten. Do they call them midgets? I don't know. I don't know. But I, dwarfs is that, dwarf. If I had okay. all the money in the world, I would start my own basketball league and I would play only against five, people who are five foot because I'm six foot two. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's my fantasy. What's your fantasy? Well, my fantasy. Yes. Uh, I don't know. You have to have something. When right. I go on vacation, you know what I do is I sit poolside yeah. and I have waitresses bring me cold beer while I read mystery novels. To me, that's a vacation. I'm not the repelled on the inside of an active volcano kind of a guy anymore. No, I don't think any of us are. No. So. Just to read a new mystery novel, that's that's to enter a world, you know, a new James Lee Burke large print mystery. You know, I mean, that's that's to me, that's yeah. This is one of my favorite shows of the year because I get to bring you in and I get to kind of like not be the financial guy for two hours. But you get to be the funny guy. You wrote jokes last night. I, yeah, I did. Yeah. So some funny of them, jokes. Some of them better than funny others. Funny jokes. No, wait, no. wait, wait till you see number three on your list. <laughs> Special Prosecutor Robert Mueller was appointed in the middle of May. Yeah. Um, which means in four short months, Donald Trump went from zero to Nixon. That's your joke. That's my joke. But uh, what do you think about the What's whole your Mueller joke? thing? Um, 
let, let me weave it in. See, see, that's the problem. That's the problem. You can't, you can't, just, yeah, you can't billboard it. It's, it's got to be part of the conversation. So Robert Mueller, uh, his investigation goes on, and people are calling for him to, of course, get out. That uh, he should be fired because there's corruption and all sorts of stuff. Trump is actually considering firing Robert Mueller as special counsel because oh, really? he, he hated Ferris Bueller and his name sounds too much like it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that kind of works because it kind of plays in the whole... Bueller. Anybody. It kind of works. It plays in the whole world. <laughs> I thought that was better to lead with that one versus just to be on the safe side. Can someone check to make sure that Robert Mueller is not wearing a mask and he's really Vladimir Putin? Ooh. That's good. And mm, yeah. a Robert Mueller mask. Yeah. yeah. No. It's kind of the Scooby-Doo. The bad guy's always got the yeah. mask that gets pulled off. The reason that uh, Trump Trump gave eight different reasons why he fired uh, James Comey. One, Rod Rosenstein told him to. Two, uh, he had lost respect to the FBI rank and file. Three, this Russia investigation. Four, he chews with his mouth open. Five, he has freakishly large hands. It makes me mildly nauseous. Mildly nauseous. Yeah, that's what the T-shirt says. Um, I have no clue what the mildly nauseous comment is. <laughs> Six. That's he, Comey. Yeah. Oh, is that is that what that's, he said? That's what Comey said when he when he realized that he might have affected the election um, with his uh, Hillary thing ten days before. Mike, can you pull that clip of uh, Trump saying the United States? This is my favorite sounder of the year. This, not, this was last week. Last week, right. when Donald Trump's wrapping up a speech, and he says, "God bless the United States." Um, and then suddenly, he can't say the word "states," and people are now assuming that he has got dentures that were slipping. We live in a world where we're all sitting around going, "What's up with the president? What's up with <laughs> Why can't he talk anymore?" The United States. That's a real sounder. Do the United States. Oh wow! I just had that one part. Is that not upsetting? Oh, wow. Oh. That's almost stroke. Exactly. Of, yeah. Which, for the record, I'm really, really glad that um, with the end of the year. Um, who was the guy who did the countdown? Dick Clark. Dick Clark. I'm really happy that he's finally dead. <laughs> and he, he's dead for real. Because I want to enjoy my, I want to enjoy my <laughs> countdown. And when he had the stroke and he, he's like, I'm not leaving air. This is my Dick Clark. No, Ryan Seacrest was being honorable and giving him his moment. And it was Wait, uncomfortable. Nerd. Yeah. <laughs> now, part of me likes that on television. Like, I think we should have, you know, people, more disabled people, more disabled people having conversations because it's entertaining and it makes me feel better about myself to see other people who are struggling, say, in the United States. But I'm happy Dick Clark is dead. Uh, what that is note? the matter with you? <laughs> Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> How about the president feuding aren't, with Aren't there enough poor houses? Can't <laughs> <laughs> then they should die and decrease the surplus population. Thank you, Ebenezer. Favorite movie of all time. <laughs> Which one? Scrooge. Which one? That's um, the money in Europe saying that. Yeah, when, when Alistair when, Sim, fifty one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you're going back all, old school, and like he's an old guy. He has money. He makes his employees work on Christmas. He doesn't give money to disabled people. And then at the end of the movie, it just it goes to crap. It just goes to <laughs> crap. He throws coins down at kids and says, "Go buy me a turkey," and like, "God bless you," and like. <laughs> 
You mean the one in the window? The one as big as me? Wise boy. Clever boy. How do you pull that stuff out? <laughs> I get that I got some, some twist in my head. But geez. Okay, President Feuding with uh, the NFL. You put out a list. It's at Wilders.com. It's Wilders.com. It's top 10 stories of the year. Top 10 comedic, comedic news stories. stories of the year. Yeah. And number two was, uh, yeah, the, the NFL thing, because everybody jumped on that. Remember the weekend where he tweeted 24 times about uh, the NFL not standing for the national anthem? And not once about Puerto Rico getting hit with a second hurricane. He he got mad at Puerto Rico, for crumb's sake, because... Uh, most islands are happy with one hurricane. You know, you're costing us money, Puerto Rico. I'm a little bit sad about Puerto Rico and all the hurricanes. This has been a bad year for yeah. disasters. Yeah, yeah. If you know anyone who works in disaster relief, it's been a tough, tough year. I inherited a mess. A, it's a mess. 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 It's a mess. So I don't really have any funny jokes on um, Donald Trump. So as far as the well, I get, NFL well, goes, I get one on the weather. Tell me. Uh, the fact that this year, hurricanes, earthquakes, wildfires, floods. I mean, Mother Nature's going Rambo. I, I don't think we can rule out a Sharknado. Sharknado were part of the cast of the inauguration this year. That was the celebrities he was able to put together. Did you see Sharknado? Um, you can't not see it. <laughs> right? Like, it's, it's was, out there. This was Sharknado 4 or 5 this year. I can't remember. Doesn't really matter. Wasn't we, Trump in one? Wasn't I, he in two? I think he might have been. Beats me. I can't pay enough attention to it, but you can't get away from it either. So, um, Donald Trump's mind. People are turning off NFL games, gathering their friends and ordering pizza to watch an out of shape blowhard shuffle around like he got separated from. Yeah, that doesn't work. No, do it. No, no, no. No, you got to you got to commit to it. Where is it? No, 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 no. The, the, here's the one that I kind of want to commit to: Trump on the NFL. He's got some new rules. He's got some new rules that he'd like to propose. Someone has to get sacked every five minutes, just like at the White House. Just like at the White House. <laughs> oh, oh, it works double. Yeah. Pause. When a referee overturns a call, the previous play was fake news. And it just, yeah, no, so, the first one was good. Yeah. Someone gets sacked every five minutes. Broadcasters just have like to be from Fox and Friends. What's the fascination? You are fake news. Fake news. Fake news. What's the fascination with fake news? Do you have any spin on that? No, it was something that they came up with before him, and it was in the press, and that he liked the sound of it, and he jumped on it, and he's like uh, an old dog with a new chew toy. I mean, he's just ringing the hell out of it with a ringing with a W. So you got a lot of shows coming up. Let's talk a little bit about that because we're starting to wrap up or move towards wrapping up the big yeah, fat yeah, year end of yeah, this yeah. off. And we sold out seven out of the ten shows last year. And this year we're doing three more shows be- just because of the way the weekend, the calendar works out. But I think we're going to sell out a lot. So go to Wilders.com or uh, Big Fat Year End on uh, Facebook and check out uh, all the gigs and come out and see us. Uh, it's a, It'll be a lot of fun. I'm not being cliche when I say this, but the holidays have turned really stressful in my life. Um, so I find comedy to be a, a great relief. Comedy and music. I was telling you during the break that I just saw the killers and Brandon Flowers when he sings. You can see him. Like, you can feel his smile. Like, I want to be that guy and I'm not that guy. And comedy puts you for two hours in that break of of, of the, the Bay Area. It why takes you out of the traffic. Why don't you offer Brandon some uh, free uh, financial advice? You know, get to meet him, have lunch with him. I don't know. 
I don't know if I want to go that far. He's a Mormon, and I find that fascinating that one of the world's biggest rock stars doesn't drink coffee, doesn't drink alcohol, doesn't have affairs. He's got an ugly wife with ugly kids in an ugly home, and he's totally good with it. Yeah. A gig is a gig. A gig is a gig. Well said. So speaking of gigs. <laughs> he, he dismisses you so elegantly, doesn't he? <laughs> go to Facebook. Go to Facebook. Well said. Okay. Uh, Search Big Fat Year. You put together a show, The Big Fat Year, and kiss off. Will Durst, uh, Johnny Steele, Debbie Durst, his wife, uh, Michael Bossier, uh, Mari Magalonia, uh, Arthur Gauss, who you've put me in touch with recently. He's an attorney and a comedian. This is a, is it a, an ensemble to say this? Is that fair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, yeah, it's a crew. It's a cult. It's a, it's a cohort. Find out more at willdurst.com. That's willdurst.com. We got one more comedic story of the year coming up. Don't you be are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. It's been a glorious year on Wall Street. Surprising to me. Will comes in every year at this time of the year, and last year Donald Trump had just been elected. I'm like, I don't know. Like, Will the market like him? Will the market not like him? And the market likes the idea of the tax plan. What happens when the tax plan doesn't pass this week? I think it passes. I don't think it does. This is beautiful. Yeah. Um, I, I think, it, think does. it does. Oh. No, I think McCain's going to screw him if he can. I think Flake's going to screw him if he can. I think Collins is uh, is out. I think Corker is definite no. I think Rubio has a little bit of uh, resentment. Yeah. I think they mess with him. That's I won. I won. <laughs> If it doesn't pass, I think the market goes down 10 to 20 percent really quickly. Yeah. So because uh, Apple paying 21 percent tax versus 35 percent tax, Apple bringing billions and billions and billions of dollars back as would would Microsoft. Oh, yeah, they would. Why? Um, Because they can give it to shareholders and dividends and buybacks. Um, There's 200 billion dollars sitting in foreign bank accounts earning almost nothing because interest rates are not there and they could boost their earnings 20 percent. Just like that. But they're already worth a trillion dollars. Have you, you seen know? their new campus? No. Oh, have you Googled it or YouTubed it? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's a beautiful campus. And it's typically, it, to me, it feels like Rome. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the Coliseum. Have you seen our new Coliseum? <laughs> and that ends well, right? <laughs> well, it, you know, it lasted for a couple of millennia. Caligula brought them all down. They bring in their competitors and throw them in the middle and see what happens, right? <laughs> So uh, we who are about to die salute you. Will does 13 shows in 12 cities. And I want to name the cities ever so quickly because uh, it's important that people kind of get a sense of where, where he's going to be. December 26th in Nevada, December 27th in Pleasanton, December 28th in Alameda. He brings a whole crew of comedians with him. December 29th in Vallejo, December 30th in Walnut Creek, December 31st, San Jose, January 1st, Mill Valley. Heading north, uh, January 4th uh, in Sonoma, January 3rd, Martinez, Half Moon Bay, January 5th, uh, January 6th, one of my favorite cities to visit, Healdsburg, because it's romantic and lovely, and it's a break from the Bay Area, then January 7th in your hometown of San Francisco. 
Yeah, we don't have to cross a bridge for that one. How great is it to, that you're a, a San Francisco native, that you've grown up in the... Honorary native. Uh, I, my uh, wife's a native. She was born there, so... That's fair. Yeah, yeah. And So uh, I don't think we're going to move, you know. I, I don't think we can sell. I mean, yeah, our house is worth, you know... Eight hundred, nine hundred thousand dollars. But then, where do you go, Vallejo? You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you can't even go to Vallejo. Vallejo is 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 shooting up past the outer orbit of Neptune's third moon. So, the top story of the year, President Donald Trump. Got to be. In your Nobody words, nobody ever told me that politics was going to be so much fun. The man is single handedly done for political comedy. What legalized marijuana did for Cheetos. Yeah, that's we're getting true. ready to get into legalized marijuana. In two weeks here. You excited by that? No, I don't smoke. Okay, but are you excited? I get paranoid. Okay. I'm one of those. I think there's like 10% of us that get paranoid. You know, I I don't, everybody else is having fun and waving the music out of their eyes. And I'm sitting, oh man, I should have finished this. And I got that book and oh my God. And you know, so I think, so it's better if I don't. I just, I drink my beer. I'm good with my beer. One of my favorite things about the Bay Area is the comedians. Uh, the Bay Area has created Robin Williams. It's created Will Durst. It's created, Greg Proops, uh, Bobby Slayton, Dana Carvey, uh, Dana Craig, Gould. Uh, Dana Carvey used to run in my neighborhood, ah. and I, I think about that on occasion. So he was a distance runner, um, as was Greg Proops. So he's I've I've had him on the show in the past, and he's fantastic. Yeah, he's he's one of the funniest humans on the face of the planet. His voice, his delivery. So he was in a movie called Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay, I remember that one. Yeah, yeah, and they just did a Broadway production, or no, I'm sorry, a Brooklyn production with a symphony, and Danny Elfman was there, and they had Catherine O'Hara, some other guests from who were in the movie, and they did a live version. So he was just he was just doing that. I saw a picture on his Facebook. So Bill Maher referred to Donald Trump as the White Kanye. <laughs> Because he's never wrong. <laughs> is that not one of the greatest lines? And I'm not a big Bill Maher fan. I, see, he comes across as smug to me, which is kind of interesting because I can judge your profession. And you probably look at my profession of finance and you're probably like, that guy's oily. It, I don't like smug. But you like th- that guy on HBO. Yeah, I think his line is fantastic. Yeah. It's the white Kanye. Because I do wrong. Think- <laughs> I think the great th- greatest thing about uh, Donald Trump is that uh, he's he, he made Obama look great. See that those are the bright sides of the Donald Trump experience. The Alec Baldwin Full Employment Act and uh, the fact that uh, uh, George W. Bush is guaranteed to move up a notch in presidential historical, which rankings. is a very good thing. Yeah, which is a very very good a thing. A very very good thing. The most surprising thing to me about Donald Trump is that he had a career before being president and people bought his book as if he was smart. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. He owned, he had $916 million losses in his casinos in Atlantic City. And if Tony and I go to Vegas, the house always wins. How do you own a casino and go broke three times? How do you break a perpetual money machine three times? Yeah. And remember he had those huge fights with Merv Griffin. In Did he? Atlantic I don't remember City. That. Atlantic City, yeah. There was over one casino, and I can't remember which one it was. Merv Griffin. Yeah. Yeah. So Donald Trump, he's got to be the story of the year. I can't believe he wasn't uh, Time's uh, Man of the Year. Neither does he. <laughs> I'm so glad it didn't happen. That was kind of cute, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's, they called me. And times no, time couldn't no, say quick enough. No, we didn't. No, call him. No. So. <laughs> he just makes stuff up. The Boy Scouts thank me for the best speech. We'd never call them. We'd never. <laughs> he just makes stuff up. It's a hundred and thirty percent true. 
<laughs> He's approaching this totally different. Another thing is uh, maple leaf patches to be sh- sewn on the backpacks traveling overseas of Skyrocket. Oh, yeah. I did that back in the 80s and mm-hmm. 90s when I traveled in Europe. So um, I practice all my Canadian. Take off, you hoser. <laughs> Good day. Hey. Um, that's when Reagan. Reagan was kind of a hated president as well because he was considered the cowboy who would bomb places pretty quickly. So not George H.W., but Take George W. Off. Take you off. Posers. So I practiced my Canadian. So we got about 30 seconds left. Plug away. Hey, 2017. Glad it's over. Uh, maybe next year will be better. Thanks so much for having me on your little show. And uh, we'll see you at my the, little show. The big my little show. Kiss off comedy show XXV. People can find a copy of the show at my Facebook page. You can find Will Durst at willdurst.com. You can search for his big fat year and kiss off by searching big fat year at facebook.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.